0: What's up, everybody? Does your life suck? Do you find yourself, you know, suffering, depressed, anxious, stressed out, overwhelmed? You know, I think most of us do this time, especially with everything that's happened since 2020 with the pandemic and all. We've all been dealing with a lot. Well, you're in luck. Today we're going to talk about reevaluating suffering and stress on the existential stoic podcast. This is episode 131. I'm Danny. I'm with my buddy Randy. What's up, Randy? Hey, Danny. Yeah, so you know, I mean, Why do you think we should reevaluate suffering and stress?
1: Well, I would say that most people, and I'm not saying myself, I never do this, but most people don't enjoy suffering and don't enjoy being stressed. Really? Yeah. But, you know, there can be things (laughs) that we can learn from them. We can grow from them. And if you believe, I mean, maybe you can even enjoy them. That's kind of weird, though.
0: No, I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, we see this in a lot. I mean, in particular, uh, Frederick Nietzsche, but a lot of other philosophers, you know, talk about the importance of kind of rethinking and reevaluating how we interpret suffering and stress. And Nietzsche in particular was very, you know, this was a crucial thing for him was we need to rethink how we interpret suffering because, you know, we can interpret it in a way that makes it something that is kind of, in a sense, beneficial to us positive or negative and it's just really depends on us right i mean it's one of those things where everything we do it really depends on how we interpret it how we respond to it and so that's got to be the first point of sort of departure if we want to make positive changes you know a side note though it's funny because i think no one seems to like suffering and stress but you ever notice that like in some cases whether in your own life or you see it with other people where they are depressed or they are stressed or something and then they get in that negativity loop and then they seem to thrive on it and it's um, always yeah, interesting when that happens. Company. Yeah, yeah. It's always interesting when that happens because it's like, you know, you know, they don't like it, but at the same time, it's like almost like they get caught in this thing where they need it or I don't know. I, it's, I mean, I'm, it's happened to me and I'm not even sure how to describe it exactly what's going on, but like, it's a weird process.
1: Cause it's yeah. a quick fix and it's providing a little smidgen of relief. Right. You just get addicted to it and then you think that's what it is. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I can, I can totally relate because it's, I, the older I get, the more I'm finding I have such an inability to actually maintain peace of mind and pleasure in my life. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, I get these points where I'll, like, achieve peace of mind. And, like, if it's more than a day, I'm just like, oh, boy, wow, (laughs) this is something else. Because, like, there's, it's almost inevitable that something else is going to come up and just totally shatter that. And so yeah, You
0: know, what's funny? it's funny. I was just going to say, it's really funny because you mentioned the age thing. I think like I've noticed with age that I feel like I'm better, better at experiencing those moments, but you're right. It's like, they don't like, I don't It's weird. Like when you're younger, it's like, they seem to just be perpetual almost. And maybe it's because like responsibilities, things like that, long-term thinking, you're more mature in that sense. You're more concerned with those things. So they become more, you know, you have more stresses, essentially more responsibilities. Maybe that's, simply it but yeah it is funny though it's funny how that happens and like you know even when you're in a good situation we talked about this before right that fear of like even losing momentum or or losing steam and like all of a sudden things will fall apart you know just these like worries we place on ourselves all the
1: time yeah, it's yeah pretty i think i think part of the part of the responsibility for why we're not able to maintain it is the if then fallacy So if this happens, then I'll be happy. If I have this, then I'll be happy. If this problem goes away, then I'll be happy. If I have that, then I'll be happy. Because when we're kids, yeah, we think about that stuff. We're like, oh, I want to be a fireman. I want to be an astronaut. But really, we could care less because we're so happy just interacting with the world as it is. Like, how many times do you remember as a kid just looking at nature and being totally fascinated? (laughs) Whereas nowadays, we we overcome one problem. Like I specifically remember March of this past year, I had a problem I was working for working on for a long time that I finally overcame. And like, I was overjoyed for like <laughs> two days until the next thing just yeah. crashed down and shattered my peace yeah. of mind and my hope and everything like that. And I was just like, well, once I get through this, then I'll be happy. Once I get yeah. through that then I'll be happy so yeah well you
0: know you mentioned, you mentioned something else really important right there though again that kind of hints back to that age thing but you know you mentioned that you, you touched on that idea that, you know when we were kids like none of that mattered See, so we were just you were able to be happy in the moment to enjoy now to enjoy just like the, the the nature or the world around us whatever to be still curious about it and amazed by it and it's funny because that's another thing you see in a lot of philosophies you know like Buddhism, again, I'll go back to Nietzsche, because I already mentioned him. like, I mean, so many thinkers mention, you know, the importance of like, the wise person getting back to like the state of the child, or something about like the mentality of the child, something along those lines, it's not being a child, but getting into that mindset of like, everything can be new, everything can be amazing, you know, getting rid of all this, like, you know, so much of the stresses and worries we do suffer are like constructed, right? They're things from just society, they're not real and getting back to what really matters, kind of, in a sense. So that's another one, I think. That's another good point, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah And funny. that's something that, you know, I I try and do that every once in a while, especially when I notice that I'm disappointed. So, like, some activities that I'll do is uh, just going around my room and recognizing what I already have. Because oh. many ta- many times I'll be disappointed because there's this thing that I want that I don't have. You know, and then I go around my room and I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have this. Oh, so lucky. And then I have this. Oh, so lucky. And then I have this. So like, that's really good. And also incorporating that with gratitude. And also, like specifically when I'm feeling in the dumps, oftentimes that doesn't feel like enough because I want to I have this if then fallacy. If this negative feeling leaves me, then I'll be happy. And I'm doing these I'm doing these actions. And it's like this just isn't doing it. But that's not the point like the point is no. just doing the actions eventually it'll turn around all you need to do is just keep doing the actions whether it feels good or not
0: you know it's funny when you meant you mentioned that before the uh, looking around and kind of being grateful for what you have and, and identifying acknowledging what you have and i actually i've done that for a long time actually i think my whole life whenever i feel down or like hardy got out of bed i'll look around and it's funny because i meant to mention this to you before i was listening to uh, uh another show and it was they were talking about the, the woman who wrote the book, uh, Good Night, Nobody. It's a children's book. We're like uh, basically a rabbit says goodnight to all the things in his room. But the idea came from that, I guess, she had depression. And whenever she couldn't get out of bed, she would look around her room and mentally make a list of all the things she was grateful for and then write them down. And this was like the reverse thing, basically. Instead of doing that to get out of bed, it was a way to go to sleep, right, for kids. But I think it's interesting because, you know the reason I brought it up a lot of us do these little things that we don't think of as being, you know, something other people do. Like I would never thought other people look around their room and do that. Like you do, but like, you know, it's funny that we kind of like when you start talking about it, you realize like a lot of people have similar tricks and tools that they use to help sort of get their mental state up to get the right attitude to get positive. And so I think that's also helpful too, because it, it makes you realize that like, it's not this magical thing. It's something you do. It's something you work on. It's something that you use tools and tricks, right? It's not like something we just have to be happy or whatever.
1: You have to put work in. I can totally imagine SpongeBob doing that. Just being yeah. like, good night, Patrick. Good night, Squidward. Good night, Gary. Good night, Gary's yeah. ball. Good night, alarm clock. Yeah. Good night, bed. Use Everybody be an episode <laughs> where he does,
0: I think. Yeah. Dude, I just, I don't know. That's just so happy. It's so funny.
1: Yeah. So positive. But also, also, I was reminded of that song. Uh, these are a few of my favorite things. So like raindrops on roses and uh, yeah. all of that. Because that's another thing you just yeah. think like, uh, we, we feel like crap because we have this mental loop of just negative <laughs> things going on. And yeah. really, your mind will go wherever you want. But like, if you want to feel better, just have mental loops of positive things.
0: Well, I think this is, so this is one this is one tool, you know, I think right, that's really important and worth mentioning, which is one way to start looking at stress and suffering is to start thinking of it as what it is. It's negative, negativity, you know, negative attitude, negative state of mind, and start trying to do little exercises like this to remind yourself and bring yourself out of it, right? To reinforce that positive side, to reinforce that you're still good. And there's more, I mean, there's more things beyond, but I think that it is a crucial one. I think it just cracks up. When you talk to people, you find out, I think everybody has these little things they do, but we all act like the people that seem happy are just naturally that way or just always that way and they don't do anything it's like so there's something wrong with me or something wrong with the world or whatever and you know it's just it's interesting i think that's that's one of the hard things though always is that you know no matter what we struggle with it's like everything takes work it takes some yeah. sort of putting effort in you know
1: and so here's the thing like i think by nature we're lazy because human beings wanted to survive so like we had to be lazy somewhat with using our energy or else we'd run out of it. Security and comfort,
0: eat- right? Those are the two main things, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. But where I was going with that was that I don't remember. So we'll come back to it.
0: When I rudely interrupted and threw off your whole train of thought, <laughs> I'm sorry. Rudely- but
1: all right. It'll come back in five minutes. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. Well, um, so, okay. So, so we mentioned sort of Oh, here thing, we go. Right, is- I'm sorry. Oh, go one ahead. minute. It's no, back go ahead. already. <laughs>
1: So Go like, that's good. You know, everybody everybody wants this life of comfort where we don't have to do any hard work. We yeah. don't have stresses. We don't have suffering. So let's la- let's take a look at some real life examples of things that happen when there's no suffering, when there's no stress. So if you want to get in shape, if you want to build muscle, you need to stress your muscles. They need yeah. You need to suffer a little bit. No pain, no gain. So like, yeah. there's that example. Here's another one. Uh, they were doing a biodome experiment to try and... Determine if they can make plants with live With
0: Wally
1: Yeah, no. I know. Okay. That was a great okay. one. Okay. <laughs> and, and so to make plants yeah. live in space. And so they they planted these trees in the biodomes. And then the trees grew big. And then all of the trees, as soon as they got to a certain height, they all fell over. Oh, I read about that. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, couldn't yeah. figure out why this was happening. But it was because there was no stresses on the trees. No wind making their roots grow out stronger. So again, you need stress. You need suffering Wait. in order to survive. And even the they've shown of- with... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, even they've shown with like bone healing and stuff like that. You, yeah. at, your bones will actually heal faster if you stress them a little bit.
0: No, I was going to say it's interesting. The the plant world gives us a lot of examples. You know, I, I've I know that you know when you're if you're doing gardening or you know if you're growing vegetables and stuff. A lot of times they require some sort of stress in order to make the fruit or the whatever you're trying to whatever the crop is better, tastier. A lot of times that sort of Stress on it makes them partier. You know, there's a lot of things where I think, you know, if we look at the natural world, we can see a sort of like, you know, we can see an idea being sort of, you know, manifested that we can apply to ourselves. And when you really look at our lives, you realize that like everything that's difficult, every stress, you know, it's a way for us to grow. It's a way for us to make ourselves stronger, more capable, better equipped to deal with things in the future, Right. Just like you said, exercise, you have to, you have to push yourself to that point where it hurts in order to increase, you know, if you really want to do well at a certain skill or something, you have to push yourself to learn a lot and keep doing it. Right. And it's going to suck sometimes, but doing that makes us that easier later. Right. It makes us that you're capable later. And I think this is the one thing we have a hard time seeing when we're in the moment that the suffering is an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to grow it can be a positive thing because it's a challenge before us. But oftentimes I think a lot of us miss that because we're too focused on the negative rather than how we can turn it into a positive or how it can be beneficial for us.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And so we're, we're kind of like uh, overly concerned with the short-term take the suffering or stress yeah. away as opposed yeah. to the long-term benefits of living with the stress and developing in it.
0: Well, you know, I think too, like stress and suffering can be good signposts too, because look, if it's not something you really want, you shouldn't be, you know, you should basically turn away from it, right? And focus your energies elsewhere. But if you're suffering and you're stressed and you're pursuing something you want, or it's because of something you want, or it's because of the life that you're living, that's, you know, a good life for you. You should then figure out how to overcome it because that's giving you those skills. That's developing the character. That's developing all the things you need to be essentially a better you in the world, right? And, you know, just like the plants need that to produce better or become hardier or the trees needed something so that the roots were actually not just like basically there in the loose soil. You know, I think those are good examples in the world. And we we don't look to nature and stuff that much really to to kind of think about ourselves often. We think of ourselves as so different, even though, you know, we totally are.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And then also, I think that we see a lot more of this. Uh, not wanting the suffering or stress usually because we're overthinking it. Like we keep yeah. thinking about like, okay, it's bad enough that whatever happened happened, but then we just keep replaying that over and over and over and over and over again ad nauseum. And it just makes it that much worse. <laughs> like the Buddha used to have an analogy about two arrows. He was like, if you get shot with an arrow, would it hurt? And they're like, yeah, of course that would hurt. Yeah. And he'd be like, okay, well, if you got shot with a second arrow, do you think that would hurt a little bit more? And they'd be like, yeah, because now you have two arrows right. in you. Of course, that would that's hurt more. He's way like, worse." Yeah. He's, he's like, that's what happens in life. Like these things happen to us. That's the first arrow. But that second arrow, we do that to ourselves. That's the mental suffering we do. And that's something we actually have a choice over what we can do with it. Because, you know, there's what life does to us. And then there's how we handle it, what we make of it.
0: Yeah. How we respond, the meaning we give it. And I think this is where like literally every philosophy agrees, right? That it's, this is where our agency, our ability, our self-control comes in and we can actually do something to make it better. I like that example too, though, because you know, it's funny, like I've noticed myself getting much better at it at this stage of my life, yet I still struggle with it. It's so easy to make it worse. You know, it's like, and I'll give you a quick example. I'm sure you went through this before, you know, like. Um, you know you don't feel good so you're tired so you're not getting stuff done which is like okay fine and you realize that you know maybe you're not feeling well whatever but then you start mentally beating yourself up then you start making yourself depressed you start saying oh you're not you're never going to get you know this goal you're never going to be this because you're 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 lazy and you're a loser and idiot it's like we start to sort of then attack ourselves and we get caught in this sort of Thing and it's like I've gotten better at recognizing it, which is helpful because then you can pull yourself out of it. And I think this is what people don't realize too about it. Yeah, it takes a lot of time to develop these things, but one of the great benefits is you get more self awareness. <laughs> and when you have more self awareness, yes, it might still happen because things are you know there's always things that are going to happen, but you're much more equipped to deal with it. And it won't be such a such a drain on your life or such a long you know bout of suffering or depression or whatever. It'll be you know, a couple hours or whatever, it'll resolve quicker. And you'll, you know, you're not so affected by it, I think.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's a skill that you just kind of work on a little bit at a time, but being persistent, you get better. Like that's something that I'm practicing specifically this time of year, (laughs) because from like, from New Year's until the end of March is historically just generally a difficult time of year that I've experienced in my life i here. So I don't
0: so, know. It's got to be
1: something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And so like just recognizing that this time of year, things are going to happen, but choosing to acknowledge that and be generous with myself. So being patient, also being compassionate with myself, being like, hey, yeah. I still love myself. So like, we'll get through this. It's just take a breath. It, it's only another month and a half. Yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of having having that ability to see it for what it is as opposed to getting smacked upside the head by it every year.
0: Well, that's the tough thing too, is I think, and that's the thing you learn when you put any of these things into practice or even just try to start working on it and acknowledge it is you realize that like, you know, nine, I obviously 99% of the time, at least for me, is all it requires is taking a step back, acknowledging what's going on and realizing how I'm responding and that the way I'm responding is not the way I want to respond. And it doesn't mean I necessarily then immediately switch and i'm like yay but at least it stops it stops that negativity right from continuing on forward like it actually it makes things better in that way you know
1: that may also yeah. be helpful if you just change it and be like
0: yay yeah yeah that might help <laughs> if i just did that constantly i probably would feel better right but it's funny though because i think that's like you know it's like because you say things like you know you know looking around your room and saying these things you're grateful for like doing the small delights or like You know, being more self-aware, acknowledging things. It sounds so simple and little and not like a lot of, you know, I mean, not a lot of efforts required, but at the same time, it's like, sometimes that's all it takes to at least get the, get that, you know, to get the line moved a little. And because I think most of the time we get ourselves in these like loops because we're not really self-conscious. We're not really self-aware. We're letting ourselves get caught up in emotions and the blame game and victimization. And then, you know, then we lose ourselves.
1: We, we get distracted by a million yeah. things. There's a million distractions because yeah. gen, generally, it probably is pretty simple. Like if you just love yourself, <laughs> like really just love yourself, you're probably going to do fantastic and no matter what comes. Because yeah. if and you're realize suffering, that, like, like, yeah. you'll love yourself because why would you not like if somebody, if a good friend of yours was suffering, why would you not love them? And like, yeah. if you can treat yourself like that, then, then you'll be fine. But we get distracted. We think, oh, no, it's got to be more complicated than that. Like, clearly, I need to have six pack abs. I need to have ten million dollars in the bank. Well, I need to have the biggest house, the best car. And it's like these are all just distractions. Well, that's the
0: other thing. Right. Because we also we also pretend like things matter that just don't matter. We give way too much meaning to superficial things, to empty things. And the downside of that is, you know, one, it's sometimes it makes life really hard because you get all these ideas in your head that can't happen right now. And two, you're also not focused on what really matters to you. So ultimately, even if you do get them, you're still in the same situation. You haven't really made anything better, honestly, better for yourself. I think that's it. We just don't, I think a lot of us don't know ourselves, don't spend enough time thinking about it, reflecting on it and being self-aware. And that's a huge step, I think, towards, towards dealing with, you know, and and rethinking
1: suffering and stress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Okay. So here's another way to rethink it mm-hmm. is to first recognize there's always going to be there. Yeah. Like people think it's gonna go, say I, I mean, when suffering. I say people, when I say people, I clearly mean myself because I'm always like, oh yeah, oh, yeah once I get th- to this thing done, then that'll be I'll be happy forever after. Wait, isn't know?
0: it isn't the rule of thumb take yourself and generalize wildly? Right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah but it's like it's so easy to think that like once you get this then i'll be happy then all things will be settled but it's just part of life that like you know there are problems there's suffering there's stress and just learning how to deal with it gracefully like i used to i used to do bikram yoga and i really enjoyed that because it was very uncomfortable and it's done in a room Wait, like it? Ah, oh, 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 yoga, okay. hot yoga. Yeah, it's done in a room that's like 100 degrees. There's 26 poses and two breathing exercises. It takes an hour and a half. So you're like dripping sweat, super hot, doing mm. these crazy bendy poses. It's very uncomfortable. But I liked it because it was teaching me to relax in the discomfort. <laughs> because you're in a pose for like a minute, 2 minutes, something like that, and it's painful. And you're tired and you can barely breathe because it's 100 degrees and humid and it stinks in there. And like all these things. And yet you're supposed to like relax and be peaceful. And so like I, I enjoyed that training because I looked at it like a life lesson. Like this is teaching me how to relax in the discomfort because there's going to be plenty of times in my life that are uncomfortable. And I need to learn how to be present in them.
0: You know, it's funny. There's a lot of things we can do like that. Like I found myself like hiking and especially backpacking are, is a great like example of that because one, it's really hard, like really hard. It's difficult. You know, you can feel miserable at times. But at the same time, like I, I at least personally, I want to be out there and I really love seeing that stuff and you can't see it otherwise. So like it's that it's that contrast between like this is really difficult, but I really want to enjoy this. So you still enjoy it even in light of that right? That just becomes something where you're like, yeah, I got through that. I did it. Like, that's awesome. You know, and then, you know, you can do it again. Like, I think that's the other crucial point. I I think, you know, to, to sort of interpreting suffering positively, which is really hard. And again, this is like, I, I mentioned before, Nietzsche was really big into this, you know, reinterpreting it. But, you know, I think there is something to that, looking at challenges, obstacles, stress, suffering as chances for growth, for change, for discovering ourselves, for discovering what we're capable of, and ultimately self-overcoming, right, becoming a better version of ourselves. Looking at it that way can really transform how we understand it, because we, you know, a lot of us, I think a lot of people look at suffering um, as something that needs to be destroyed, gotten rid of, right? You know, you, you think of like, you know, we talked about before, I think the last big fix, right? People want to be rich, so they don't do any, so they don't have to do anything, and it's like the life of complete comfort and pleasure, and it's like with no suffering, but that means no growth, right? That means no, you know, continued living really. And I think reinterpreting suffering as a, as an opportunity, I think is difficult, but it's also a way to turn it into something positive to, to look at it, not as just something that's a drain on us, but something that's a presents a way to grow presents a path forward, you know?
1: And, and it's, it's good to evaluate your suffering and your stresses. Because a lot of us don't do that. And just figuring, is this something worth suffering or being stressed for? Like, I remember, uh, I remember how you were saying earlier, like, is this something losing my peace of mind over? Is this worth getting angry over? And stuff like yeah. that. Because it's like a lot of these things, we just get angry and we don't think, is this really worth it? Is this getting me where I want to go? And then like, if it's suffering that you can't change, asking a better question. Being like, how can I make the most of this situation? Yeah. So, like, for instance, a couple of years ago, I had to go back and work as a veterinarian, uh, and I didn't really want to do it. So, I was like, how can I make the most of this situation? Because I knew I had to do it, but I yeah. was like, how can I make the most of this situation? And I was able to do a few things to do that, um, and it really we got to meet up every week That was cool. I know. yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That's when we started the podcast. I mean, yeah, heck. yeah, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny, too, I think because I, I think personally, one of the things that's helped me the most. and I think that's really crucial is, you know, just trying to be more self-aware of how you're feeling, what you're feeling and why. And, and really, you know, it is difficult. And like, I think it's funny how hard it is sometimes to be self-aware and to be like aware of what's happening in our mind. I know it sounds kind of weird sometimes, but it is. And once you start acknowledging these things. I think that has such an impact because it gives you the power to start really thinking about them in a way that's in a sense, abstracted from it, not caught up in it. And that gives you a chance to really evaluate, is this worthwhile? Is this something I care about enough to even go through this? Is it necessary? You know, it's funny. Like I remember, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's times in everybody's life where you take on a project or something you hate and it's like totally burning go through And then if you really ask yourself, why am I doing this? Should I be doing it? You know, I mean, it's, sometimes it's okay to just walk away from stuff if it's like that. And I think it's gotta be something we're really, really worthwhile to us, but that's when those moments, those challenges become such an opportunity for growth, such an opportunity to define ourselves in the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think those are some good insights into reevaluating stress and suffering. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anything else? I I mean, I would just say,
0: I guess to reiterate, yeah, I would just say, like, you know, be gentle with yourself, be easy with yourself. And, you know, I think keep in mind too that no change is immediate. Everything takes time. And kind of, you know, it's okay to even laugh at ourselves sometimes when we keep finding ourselves returning to the same problem. (laughs) Because, you know, sometimes a helpful way to get through it. And I think it's necessary. You know, it's just like, it's not the, uh, you know,
1: that's a great point because there's this saying that all a man's problems come from his inability to sit still and do nothing and so like Mm -hmm. we get we have these things happen to us and it's uncomfortable and we Mm -hmm. you know we want to run away and and so (laughs) we'll do that again and again and again but it just keeps coming up because we haven't confronted it and then once you kind of just sit with it and confront it then it can pass Mm so yeah I think that's part of it too
0: nice that's good then Mm -hmm. So how to kind of rethink stress and suffering, you know, this is episode 133, I think, or 131, sorry, 131. Check us out on YouTube, you know, listen to us where all, you know, everywhere podcasts are available. Please subscribe, share, it helps us out a lot. We'll be back midweek with another quick fix. Until then, though, it was a lot of fun. Later, Andy.
1: Later, Danny.